Oh, hey folks. Uh, it turns out when you install a new, um, like a new camera, Zencaster likes to default to the camera for the audio. My audio sounds like dog shit. Sorry. Bye. Welcome. That, well, okay. Let me try that again. You take it say it that, buddy? I always said the second half of the word hello. I said like low and welcome. We can go with that. Low, low and, behold. and welcome. Lo and behold, it's Radio Free Tote Bag, where I'm Donovan. I'm Arthur. And this week, I'm powered the fuck up because I just drank some kind of seltzer that had an ingredient in it, and it said it would boost mood and cognitive mm. function. Mm. Uh, so you better watch out this episode. I'm about Donovan, to you want to tell everybody rip- what you see here in my hot oh! hands? Oh! Oh, yeah. Uh, it is uh, LaCroix. I can't read what the... Mm. It looks mm. very French. What is the name? You, you see, Donovan, you mispronounce it before because it is a LaCroix. Uh, of course. Of course. Curate. What is Curate? I have no fucking idea. But it, this is uh, Cucumber Blackberry Seltzer. All right. I think LaCroix figured out that if you put, like, f- actual flavor in it, people will buy it. And, I have, and I have done this. Still, still zero sweetener and shit, so. Out of five stars, what would you give this? Five out of five, baby. Oh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, well, we've been gone for a bit. Oh, yeah. But we're back. That's true. Stronger than ever, some would say. Oh, yeah. Medicated more effectively than ever. Uh, Folks, uh, I've been pretty open about mental illness on the program. I had a pretty severe manic episode that lasted from about the 9th to about the 17th. And then I spent some time on a psychiatric unit. Now I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, Way back to reality. Uh, and I am just just overjoyed to be here. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being here for here for me to do this program. I really appreciate everybody who listens. Hell yeah! I'm very glad you're doing better. And thanks again to folks who were sending really nice messages when I was giving updates on that. So, shouts out to you. So we're very excited to be coming back strong into the studio, and we're also very excited to welcome Kath Barbadoro on the show with us. Welcome. Woo! Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. And cheers to being properly medicated. Yeah, it's a big yeah. move. It's uh it's of absolute necessity. And, I like uh, just started like uh I, I was pretty inconsistent with uh mm-hmm. taking my prescribed medication as directed for a while. Mm-hmm. And I've been ba- I've been back on the train and uh turns out they prescribe it the way they do on purpose. Yeah, choo choo, good different. train. <laughs> So welcome back to, uh, you know, reality. Feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> We're just big welcomes all around. And I, I was in Florida last week, so I Whoa. went through something similarly traumatizing <laughs> <laughs> with my uh, with my family at some beach in the panhandle which we'd set up months before, but like all the places to go were booked up, sort of like, this will be fine. And it wasn't really fine because the Delta variant's going buck wild. Nobody gives a shit there. And uh, I did bring some treats back uh, for y'all and for the listeners, though, because I, being recently single, was like, I'm going to hop on Tinder down here. Maybe, you know, there'll be there'll be somebody I could talk to. Things could be all right. Uh, and spoiler alert, things were not all right. And if I can find them, I took a screenshot of a couple of the profiles I saw, and uh, I just like to just like to describe uh, maybe one or two to you. Here's one. Uh, not a match, unfortunately. I just like to start this by saying she is taking a selfie in the mirror with a socialism distancing t-shirt. Mm. Okay. Is that pro or anti? I can't tell. Uh, that's where I was, too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be distant from socialism? Do you think social distancing is socialism? Do you right. like both? Like, I don't, I'm confused. Socialism's cool. Social distance, two cool things. I'm going to wrap it on the t-shirt. I was confused too, but uh, unfortunately her profile is take me out to a ball game. I'm a practicing Catholic, very conservative, and have never been scared of a virus. <laughs> <laughs> never. 
Mm. Typhoid? I don't give a shit. Dengue <laughs> fever? Give it to me. Yeah. I'm not afraid of any of this business. Uh, so that was that was disheartening. We also had a... Uh, let's see. Uh, we also had this... Well, this is a little less intense, but this woman describing that uh, uh, maybe a, a, a kind of warning or maybe a little test before you swipe. If my chocolate lab, Colton, doesn't like you, it's a deal breaker. That's not as bad as the shirt, but that's very Florida. And that's, that tickles also, me. Also, like, a Colton is a weird dog name to me. It's very that's strange. very strange. <laughs> Could be named after Jonathan Colton, in which case, kind of here for it. Pretty Love cool. Jonathan Colton. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. But definitely more of like a small son wearing like a flames t-shirt with a skull mm. on it. Yes. Like a seven-year-old than uh, than this delightful lab. Okay, finally, uh, we got Taylor who's blowing a bubble with bubble gum. She's got pink hair. I was like, that's kind of cool. Maybe she'll be cool. Wrong. <laughs> this thing is way too long. But uh, I'll cut. Let's let's go on the bottom here. Beards and gingers, the sexiest thing ever. Red flag right there. I smoke cigarettes and I'm okay with that. Even if I swiped right, I still probably made fun of you before I did it. If you look a little queer or you're wearing a scarf, I'm totally swiping left. I voted for Trump. If we didn't match, it's probably the government. Wow. Wow. Incredible. So needless to say, some great dates down there. Yeah. Really knocking it out of the park. Oh my fucking God. Good grief. I... I mean, obviously, there's a lot there, but I, I remember running into this in Austin and it drove me crazy. Like, if you're that kind of person, you shouldn't be allowed to have pink hair. It's confusing. For sure. Like, uh-huh. for sure. It's stolen valor. Exactly. I remember I was like at a bar in Austin at like a dive bar where like I knew all the bartenders. It was like the, a local spot. And there were like two people sitting there that looked like everyone I knew, just like young white people with cool tattoos or whatever. And I, I, they were talking about like Ayn Rand or something. And I was like, you can't do both of these. Like you have to pick one. It's not, it's just, yeah, it's completely unfair. It is stolen valor. I don't like it. Pick, pick your lane, stick in your lane. Uh, as opposed to this woman with pink hair and a, a just great hatred of LGBT folks, as well as yeah. scarves for some reason. That's If you have pink hair, that's like, you're wearing, you're like a guy wearing a scarf, but it's on your head. Like you can't mm, be mad about. True. It's not, not into it. Sleeping on all these possible color coordinations too, <laughs> with like maybe a matching scarf or like it's a contrasting thing going on. Yeah. yeah. I always just go gray on the scarf. Gray goes with everything. That's true. Oh, okay. The ultimate neutral. We got a couple of scarf squares over here. I only wear <laughs> flame and pink scarves. Fuck yeah. I do have one that's a bunch of colors and stuff that my mom made for me, and I just said, make it colorful. Aw. Uh, that one's pretty good. That ends the scarf talk segment. Kath, <laughs> we're very happy to have you joining with us. Do you want to tell the folks what you do, who you are, these things? Yeah. Um, I am a stand-up comedian. I live in... Brooklyn and thus have two podcasts. Um, they make you start at least one if you live here. And before that, I lived in Austin uh, and they make you have one there too. So I have two. Um, one of them is called What a Time to Be Alive, which is a weekly uh, rundown of stupid news stories, which I do with uh, my friends Eli Uden and uh, Patrick Monahan, Patty Mo on Twitter. Uh, we have a lot of fun. And then the other one I do is called Lie, Cheat, and Seal. It's a true crime podcast about uh, scams and flams, liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. And I do that with my friend comedian Pat Sorois. And uh, yeah, I uh, I like to go on other people's podcasts, especially when I get to apparently tell listeners what to do with their lives. I love an advice oh, podcast, yeah. so I'm very <laughs> excited about this. <laughs> it's a good time telling people to do things. We yeah. enjoy it very much. I'm glad you're on the same page as us. <laughs> Uh, I was listening through what a time to be alive before this and, and very much appreciating that uh, as a statement that goes through my head so many fucking times living in this day and age and just encountering absurd, horrible things fucking constantly. But some of these ones were absurd in like the good way. Like we I, try to keep it relatively light. When we started, yeah. when we started, we did kind of more politics stuff and then we very quickly realized that we're not actually very funny when we're just like mad. And so now it's, sure. it's a lot of like weird animals in places they're not supposed to be 
and uh, you know, Florida crimes and, and things like that. It's funny you should say that though, because we had a guest on it this week, uh, comedian Dan Yang, and an hour and 21 minutes into it, he goes, oh, I get why the podcast is called this now. I get, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what the link between all these stories was and now I get it. So incredible. Yeah, great, super strong premise, apparently. <laughs> This is definitely more fun to riff on that stuff too. And like, I don't know, we're, it, what a time to be alive indeed, right? There's like so many horrifying, awful things going on all the time, but like, that's kind of exhausting. And like, that's kind of a given. We are fucked. Why yeah. not appreciate the good part of the absurdity? Like the the car crashing into the Abe Lincoln house? Yeah. A woman was trying to avoid a squirrel on the road and she swerved and smashed directly into a historic house built by Abraham Lincoln's grandfather. That's a perfect example of a story we do. I mean, life is sacred. The preservation of life over the preservation of American history. I think I'm here for that. It's true. Think, no one was hurt. Hero. That's the other thing that like we don't do any stories where people are like mortally wounded. Sure. And the least uh, of all the squirrel was hurt. Was yes, not the hurt. squirrel was fine. Everybody yes. was okay. Um, yeah, no, we like to say we're like the least relevant podcast that is still topical. That's like, what mm. we do. like it is new stories every week, but it could not be less important to anyone's life. What That's a tagline. I love that. <laughs> the least relevant topical podcast you will ever encounter. <laughs> yeah, definitely appreciate that. And, uh, check it out if you're listening to us, cause I, I feel like y'all have a similar sensibility. So I definitely appreciate listening to it. And you, whoever's ears I'm talking into right now, I bet you would too. I, I got a I got a hankering. Wait, that means you want something. That doesn't That's true. Inkling. I got an inkling. Yeah. There you yeah. go. We got Anchor, there. ink, mixing them up all the time. Uh Kath, we also gotta ask you our traditional guest question on this program. Uh, which is to tell us about an embarrassing dating or relationship story that you have. Do you have anything like that? Um, I've been trying to think about it. I mean, first of all, I this is not so much a story, but I will say that I did postpone a first date to do this podcast, which is pretty hey! cool. <laughs> Hell I, yeah. Uh, I, I, like, I made plans with you guys to do this first, and then... I made plans to have this date and forgot they were at the same time. And so then I postponed the date. So uh, I did tell him, I was like, ironically, it's to do a podcast where I give dating advice. And he was like, well, let me know what you learn. And so we have to get, we have to, get to the bottom of this. Uh, so. uh, sick burn. I love that. The rules. Um, but yeah, I think like the other, I mean, I this is like now... I don't know if this is embarrassing, but it's, I feel like my family is probably embarrassed for me about it. So like the one I've like never really lived close to my family. Like I've always lived pretty far away. So my, my, and I'm, but I'm relatively close with my family, like emotionally. And they've yeah. only ever met one of my boyfriends and like literally the week after they met him, we broke up, which is like <laughs> kind of embarrassing. Um, we had had a trip planned and we went on the trip and I feel like the trip really solidified, like we should not be dating. Yeah, they <laughs> and, do that. and also it's very embarrassing because like they loved him. They oh, loved no. him. <laughs> and uh, my, like, thankfully we're still friends. I actually just told him this like a few months ago, but like, my like my mom still asks about him all the time like because we we're still like friends so like anytime i go to austin i like occasionally run into him and my yeah. mom be like oh how's andrew and like it's fine i know she doesn't want me to like get back with him but it is like literally the one guy they met they were like big fans <laughs> of and then i had to be like yeah we broke up sorry <laughs> so you know they're uh they're I guess rooting for me. <laughs> like, yeah. Hopefully, we get to meet someone else someday. That's always rough, though, when you have the family who likes the partner, because there's definitely like a kind of breakup where they don't, and they're like, "Oh, I fucking told you," and that kind of sucks. Yeah, like yeah, that could yeah. be one variant, but this variant where they like the person a lot and it doesn't work out is like almost worse because of what you're saying. Because they're all like, "Damn, I like that guy," and like, "I'm I got a thing going with him now." He's my daughter's boyfriend 
well, they broke up, but I still liked them a lot. And they like, if the yeah, space they're, they're like, really great, they want to keep in touch and shit. <laughs> that's a thing. Like, I, I think I remember talking to my mom after we broke up and she was like, when I like told her why we broke up and stuff, she was like, yeah, I can, I can see why like you guys aren't ultimately compatible. Um, but I hope you stay friends. Cause I really like him. <laughs> so like, yeah, they definitely like, I think want to be friends with him. If I still lived in Austin, when they came to visit, they would probably want to hang out with him. And it would be weird. That's so fucking cute. <laughs> we can't get dinner tonight. We're actually going to hang out with Andrew. Uh, so you'll have to find your own thing to do. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Well, high quality story. Thank you for, thank you for sharing with us. Particularly excited to be involved with one of the stories uh, in this case. And we're definitely honored to have been chosen over this uh, date. It actually means you're dating us now. So another very cool wow. first for I'm the program. I'm just spoiled for boyfriends now. I have <laughs> so many. No, I'll but you, you, guys, <laughs> you guys have to help me think of like a cool, charming thing to say when he's like, so what did you learn on the dating? Okay. Ooh. Okay. We'll wrap we have on to that. Think that of seems... like a good, yeah. What, what, what will the moral of this episode be? I like that a lot. That's the question. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into some of these folks' questions then. Uh, if we're all ready to do that, it's time for the question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Woo! It's the motherfucking question box. The segment of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions to us and we will do our best to answer them. If you're new to the show or if you have forgotten how to do this, you can find a link to the question box on our social media. Twitter at RFTBpod or Instagram at Radio Free Tote Bag. I used to be able to say RFTB.me. But our damn podcast host changing and shit had fucked up our website, and the link's no longer on there. So I'm working on it. But use the social media for now is what I'm saying. That's what we're saying. And this week we have an absolute buttload of questions. Uh, and I think we come in with one that's relevant to me with the, with the apps here at the top. What up? New to the apps. I'm looking for as many opinions as I can on the super swipe. Does it always read as desperate? It's never worked for me, and if I'm thinking of things from the other side, it really does seem like most people would find it off-putting, or at least that seems to be the consensus. And then we have kind of a side note here for Jesse, even though this came in after we recorded with him, so I'm a little confused. Also, if Jesse is on the show, please warn him I listened to his last episode with y'all, and he really doxed the shit out of himself. Anyway, <laughs> love the show. I don't remember... What was that? I listened back to it recently. Um, dipshit neighbor with the fireworks, shooting yeah. fireworks into his own house and his own car. Potentially, if you if if you live in Jesse's neighborhood and you don't know him, but you know the dipshit neighbor, then you can figure on. <laughs> Just look for the explosions. Yeah, okay. look for the fireworks trash at his yard. Yeah, <laughs> a good catch. Uh what do we think of the super swipe, though? I do it accidentally sometimes and go, fuck! <laughs> like, oh, this is going to be so bad. I didn't need to do this. They're going to think I really want them, and I'm just idly swiping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, like, kind of a, a net neutral. Like, I don't, if someone super likes me or whatever, I, I'm not, like... I would say more or less interested. It still just depends on the rest of the profile. But I know right. some people think it's like a little coming on a little strong. So it, I, I don't think it makes a difference either way. But if you're worried about it, then I would say leave it alone. That's, that would, that's what I would say. Yeah. I don't on the do other, it to other people. On the other hand, I do it constantly. And I'm pretty cool. <laughs> maybe it levels it out to a neutral <laughs> here's because uh, i've wondered this too i'm glad somebody asked this i'm surprised we haven't talked about this but i wonder that every time i send it because in my mind i'm like this person's really cute they seem cool if i do this i pop up my first picture is me like eating an apple they're gonna be like what what the fuck's up with this guy i'll probably talk to him and then, and then the good thing happens uh but i know what you're saying because uh, I get them, even as somebody who sends them, I get them, and I'm like, "Ooh, take it easy." 
Like, back <laughs> what's, what's your return stuff. rate? What's your approximate return rate on a conversation after hmm. a super like? I think I have a sense that the super likes like are doing something. I have okay. the sense that that those tend to go better, but it could also be because those are the people that I'm like, oh, you're you look really cute. I want to super swipe you. So you're remembering like, just more likely that, yeah, with, I'll match up with somebody that that I'm into. Uh, I guess like I I maybe would be more if it was someone again like it's not going to change my decision if I'm not interested. But yeah. maybe if somebody who I like was was going to swipe right on anyway, super liked me, I would it would possibly make me more proactive about starting a conversation or something like that, knowing that that conversation would likely be returned cuz like I match with tons of people who just never message me or like I message uh, them and they never message me back. Like whereas a super like it's like, well, I'm I'm probably less likely to be wasting time if I contact this person. So sure. yeah, so like I guess if you're not somebody who's super proactive about messaging, maybe super liking can can help with that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's like a huge faux pas or a huge like bonus, I guess. Yeah. Makes sense. I I feel that although to what Arthur's saying, I have done the ones by accident. The other thing that's that's more embarrassing than that almost is you do the super swipe and it's like you matched. Yeah. And then it's like, what? Like, oh, oh, I, I have to waste to swipe for this? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and then yeah. they're like, they got a match, but they had already liked me, and I super swiped them back. at so. The super swipe exists in a number of different apps. Are you specifically super swiping on Tinder, Donovan? Definitely, yeah. Tinder is the one that I've most used it on. Bumble okay. has something similar, but I think you have to like buy them individually. Yeah, and that's some deranged shit. I don't want to like, <laughs> hey, I spent two dollars and I like you. Talk to me. That's that's a little. I don't the individual buy that. That's too high stakes, I guess. Is what I'm getting at. There's like limited super swipes on Tinder. Can you, like, say you have the subscription, do you get more of them? I don't know, like, the pay structure for super swipes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I certainly would never pay for a dating app, but I've heard you get like five super swipes, and I think they work really well, so it's good to have five. <laughs> That's my philosophy on it. I've paid. I'll fuck it. I've paid for OKCupid Premium. I have. I need yeah, to know I, have, to um, I have no shame. I uh, I've I've paid for Tinder before. Right now, I'm paying for Hinge. Like, I think it's, yeah. It's you know, it's helpful. Like it it works. I feel like it makes it makes you able to be more efficient and spend less time on there because you can see everyone who likes you. So yeah, like exactly. that. If if you're like if you don't want to be on there all the time because I feel like I mean I, I think it's probably different depending on where you live and what the what the sort of dating market is like depending on you know who you're interested in or whatever but like in New York as a single woman I'm 33 I can spend a lot of time wading through people I am not interested in on dating apps uh, so, I, used, I used to call it the forest of dicks yeah it's Just a like lot a forest of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's nice to be able to sort of already have like some kind of sample size to like work with um, right but i don't i haven't looked at the other stuff you get i know those are the only two that i dating apps that i use um i know with hinge there's like roses or something but i've never mm. used that and it just makes me think of craigslist like back page because that's like sex work code and so i think it's weird oh, with roses, interesting <laughs> I, I didn't know that about that yeah, because you can't say money, so you have to say, like, oh, 50 yeah. roses or whatever. Yeah. I see. I yeah. see. Fuck. <laughs> I wonder if the creators of Hinge know that. <laughs> like, yeah, they I, have I really any concept? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's I, funny. I, so I, like I said, I'm recently single. I've just been, like, getting back to the apps. But I got, I saw the rose on the Hinge thing, and I didn't fully understand it was supposed to be the super swipe thing i think it somebody, is, yeah. somebody sent me a rose though and i got a notification that was just like somebody sent you a rose i was like oh oh congratulations it was, it was more flattering than the super almost it was like <laughs> i got flowers a... for me yeah <laughs> it'd be nice if i could like print out a flower or something like a certificate but no <laughs> luck on that front uh 
Well, there's a bunch. There's as many as opinions as we can give you on the super swipe there, listener. Uh, it seems it seems pretty neutral, but like maybe a little bit of an edge. And uh, I, my strategy is see somebody really cute, throw them throw them the big swipe, and then you come up first in their list or something. And you talk. So weigh weigh all those thoughts carefully. Please do. Uh, okay. Okay, I was the person who wrote in and said I have a big old crush on Donovan. Hey. I'm sorry to say this, but I'm going to have to retract my crush after hearing Ow. that he hasn't watched a single Fast and Furious movie. No! Devastating. You fucked up. You fucked up, Donovan. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't, I have to be honest here. I don't live my life a quarter mile at a time. I live it more <laughs> 10 feet at a time or so. <laughs> That would simply be too much distance to cover. Uh, but damn, I am I am somewhat heartbroken after this. I thought that my hatred of all movies was charming, but I might be wrong. I might be isolating myself culturally, it turns out. Which one is the best to watch? What's the good one? Ooh. Is there I like a good five. One? I think five is really good. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I would, the middle is solid. Like Go for the middle. Yeah, go for the middle. Like a Wario yeah. kind of situation. Yeah, I've, I think four, five, six are like pretty, sure. pretty solid. I have only seen one Fast and the Furious movie, and I'm going to quiz you on information that you can't have. What is the one Fast and the Furious movie that Arthur has seen? Oh shit! Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah! Uh, too fast, too furious. Good guess. Okay. I'm gonna say seven. You went in the. You went to the theater with people for seven. Tokyo Drift is the only one that I've seen because I had a buddy in high school who was really into drifting and he just he brings the DVD over the house and he's like you gotta fucking watch this dude it's fucking awesome I was like this is the most boring shit I've ever seen in my life this sucks that's been Fast and the Furious quiz hour I hope you recover your crush. Maybe I'll watch Fast Five. Is that what they call the? That one's Fast Five. That one is Fast Five. Yes. I do know the names because the names are very fun. <laughs> Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Is that one too? That is one. It's, it's a, spin-off a spinoff one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like a buddy cop situation. Oh, they are not buddies. Oh no 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 no. They're Ooh. enemies. Yeah. Ooh. Hobbs is the Rock and Shaw mm-hmm. is Jason Statham. Yeah. I can see them being enemies. There can't be. I think they then like kind of like begrudging respect enemies. Like yeah. they hate respect each other. I'm know? sure they team up at the end and it's bad yeah, as fuck. I, think they do. <laughs> I was going to say there can't be two big bald guys, but if they join forces, that's even better than a single big bald guy. So I'm glad we're learning lessons from these films as well. That makes me happy. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the question. No, thank you for breaking my heart. Next <laughs> question. Let's see. Hey, here's another relevant to me one. Fellas, folks, I've recently decided to say goodbye to the sexy mustache and try to grow out my beard for a more rugged look. However, the people I've been seeing have lamented the upcoming loss of my flavor saver. What do you people think? Should I keep shaving my jowls? Or should I forego the advice of the people it tickles just the right way? <laughs> okay. So okay. what's the situation here? They're, they're trying to shave the mustache and people are telling them not to because it's great? Correct. And they want to grow a beard. Which I think is a misstep. I think the beard without the mustache is a is a odd-looking thing to me. Oh, That is a strange combo that you yes. would want to do both. Yeah. It is a look. It is absolutely a look. It is one that I have no appreciation for, and my crush for you will be evaporated if you do that. (laughs) Lay it down the law. I feel like it's so contingent on the person. I mean, because I, like, my thing with, like, men's facial hair and hair in general is, like, if you are blessed with a good hairline, I think you owe it to everyone to have, like, long hair. Like, I think that that's just, like, a good look. And if you can do that, then, like, you you owe it to society to do that. And similarly, with a beard, it's, like, if you can grow a great beard, that you should do. But also that's offset with, like, if you're blessed with a great jawline, 
Don't mm. hide your light under a bushel. Like, <laughs> a bushel of hair. You know, like, exactly. A bushel of hair. I just, I don't know. I think about this a lot because, like, I'm an overweight woman. I would love if I had, like, a built-in thing to cover, like, kind mm. of my heavier than I would like <laughs> jowls. So, like, if I were a man, I would for sure grow a beard. But if I had, like, a fucking lantern jaw, even if I could grow a lot of, like, beautiful facial hair, I feel like you got to keep that shit, you know, out in right. the world. Accentuate your positives. Exactly. So I think this I think this person who wrote in just needs to really think about, like, what are, what are your strengths? What have you got going for you? And how would growing a beard and shaving a mustache offset those balances of your of your blessings, you know? Fuck yeah. Very good read on it. I'm confused about the sacrificial mustache in this situation, too. Because yeah. I think of a beard, I just think uh, everything's growing out. And you, like, trim it up and stuff. But, like, all the hair that can grow, they're, they're coming out. Uh, yeah, without the mustache, that's like a... That makes me think of, like, an Amish dude. Yeah. Isn't that what they do? That is yeah, what or they like do. A, or, like, a MLB pitcher. I feel yes. like they have, like, yeah. a weird... Yeah. <laughs> mustacheless beard sometimes yeah that's huge baseball energy or for sure. a fucking enormous push broom that's the other big move that major league pitchers will do is just have i do like, like that kick-ass push broom mustache <laughs> i i don't like that on regular people like sure. I, I don't because there are a lot of guys in in brooklyn with that with it's like full on the wax at the end oh, and stuff yeah. and like i'm not not for me it's for some people it's not for me but if you're if you have a job from the 1930s like being a baseball pitcher to me that's like it that counts as an old-timey job then sure. you can have like a huge <laughs> you're if you're working the counter like down at the drugstore making phosphates for people yeah right. you're if definitely people, allowed if people eat peanuts at your job you can have that mustache that's the rule that's really what it is. Elephant tamer, yes. Fucking <laughs> one of those restaurants where you can throw the shells on the ground and step on them. Yeah. Sure. If you work at Five Guys, I guess that counts. You can have mm. they have peanuts on the ground at Five Guys. Yeah. So you can have. You there can are have there are that. many peanuts there. I, I think they've paid their dues. <laughs> I think what we're coming to here, you're gonna like upset a lot of people from executing this mustache. Let me tell you that off the top. Uh Especially people who haven't seen your upper lip in years. They're going to be like, what the fuck is that? What about leaving it and growing the beard, too? That's like the full rugged thing, right? Yeah. I think that's a good intermediary step. And then, like, see how you like that. And if you still really want to lose the mustache, then, you know, let your freak flag fly. But, like, I wouldn't go both at once. Yeah. Straight up. You got to ease into this a little bit. Do, do the test run of the full beard and uh, if you're still deciding you want to be a cool MLB pitcher guy, and just get that razor out, you'll be you'd be set. Yeah, <laughs> easier to cut hair than to grow hair back, or whatever the saying is. And yet it does grow back, of course. So, but it also you, does. It if does. Make, grow if you make some kind of rash decision, it's, it's coming true. back. That's the other thing here. Yeah, fuck it. Go for just chop <laughs> shit off. I, I could kind of grow facial hair for a long time. And I was, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then uh, a friend had a mustache. And he was like, shaved down to a mustache. It's great. And now I can't imagine not having it. Listener here. So do whatever the fuck. And if it sucks, you can shave it off. I had a beard too, and it sucked. And so I shaved that off. And here we are. Maybe you're the reverse situation. Uh, well, good luck with it regardless. And mustache solidarity to you <laughs> hi guys hello hi hi i'm a 30 year old queer man who's never been in a long-term relationship recently i met a guy i had instant chemistry with we went on a handful of dates over the course of several weeks and spent multiple very intimate evenings together on our most recent meetup however he suddenly became very agitated when he saw that i consume a lot of leftist political content online youtubers twitch, twitch streamers etc he told me I'm too political for him and that he would never be able to be in a relationship with me because of that, a personal requirement that I absolutely do not have when seeking out a partner. I told him he was severely hurting my feelings and that I didn't see our political differences as being anywhere near severe enough to get in the way of a relationship. He left angry. I messaged him later and he doubled down on his grievances, going so far as to claim that I didn't want enough out of life and lacked determination to find success, that I'd rather sit back 
and have the government hand it to me. Woo! He also claimed to have rejected receiving stimulus checks during the pandemic and judged me for taking the money. My question is, should I try reconciling this gulf between us or should I cut my losses and chalk it up to us being incompatible? It sounds silly, but even after raising these red flags, I'm considering trying to make this work. Any advice you have is appreciated. Let's hear it. Let's get it out. (laughs) This is fucked, man. Get out of there. Get the fuck out. What? No. This person's just a fucking conservative. He's a child. That's the the thing. Is like, he said that this was about you being too into politics. It's not. It's Mm -hmm. about him not agreeing with your politics. Like, and... and Long cabin ass. Yeah. Like, if you don't want... if, If... I, I understand that to some people, this is not a, a problem that they have in their relationships. They're just like, I don't, you know, if I, if I'm compatible with the person and our politics don't line up, then fine. And, and like, if you can live your life that way, great. I have no problem with that. But it sounds like based on the amount of leftist media that the person who wrote this letter consumes, that probably isn't them. Like, right. I, I know that you think that you can make it work with this guy because it's not important to you. But like that, the stuff he said to you after in a Facebook message about you, uh, you know, letting the government hand you things or whatever, like that is a fundamental mismatch that goes beyond just like you listening to, you know, leftist podcasts. Like that's not about that. That is a much bigger mismatch than like, oh, we don't like the same form of entertainment or something. Right. And right. Uh, I get, I don't know. I feel like somebody who's like 30 and has never been in a relationship and probably a queer person, this is even more complicated for them. But like, it sometimes feels like you're never going to meet somebody who you're compatible yeah. with. But like, I don't know. I, my, in my opinion of that, as someone who has only had pretty limited long-term relationship experience, who's in there approaching their mid thirties and is single is like, I would so much rather be my own company than be with somebody like this, who like, doesn't sounds like doesn't respect you because of this stuff. So like, get out of there. Get out of there. For sure. Also just beyond pilot. Also like, I don't know. We've gotten into this a bit before, but like politics aren't like a separate thing that like exists in this other world. Like this guy's into this shit. Chances are he's going to have some other fucking troubling, like just views of the world. Uh, Also, you listen to this show. And so you're cool. This guy decided to take a stand and turn down free money during the pandemic. That is a fucking dork ass dude don't date this dork ass dork yeah i mean that's the thing is like it's not this is not a superficial issue this like reflects what somebody's values are and it's like well if you're so proud of turning down the stimulus money what do you think of people who took it and it's clear because he says he basically says he doesn't respect the letter writer you don't have enough drive in life you did your bootstraps are pretty clean you fucking um, I hate that. I hate that shit. Yeah, it uh, sucks, man. Sucks so fucking bad. Uh, hey, uh, I am a 32, almost 33-year-old queer man. Where are you at? I've been in long-term relationships and all that shit works. Hit me up. RadioFreeTopeBackGmail.com. So <laughs> We're matching people. Best app, uh, best dating app uh, actually is, is your podcast <laughs> catcher of choice where you can find this beloved program. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement here. This is this is no way no. Wait, wait, wait. We haven't done this in a little while. Oh. It's the horns, baby. He's gone. Get him out of here. <laughs> we had to bring those uh, out of storage for a second. We haven't had a whole lot of stuff to horn recently, but this deserved multiple ones. Uh, very, very heavy. No uh, qualifiers for this. Don't start a relationship with this person. But like like Kath said, we fucking empathize with feeling like you're never going to find anybody. And like, it's harder to date as a queer person than it is as a straight person. Like you got a lot of stuff you're up against that you're, you're dealing with. Uh, And it's hard to date as somebody with like strong leftist politics who is, who finds that stuff like very important. And it's okay to 
find that stuff important because as we said it's not this isn't just about like your taste like this is about what you think is important in your life and so you know you don't have to find someone who has exactly the same political opinions as you but they should probably have the same general attitude about you know being pro dignity for all human beings or you're probably not going to have a good relationship right if Cato Institute is uh, in in as their work uh, in their bio, just cut your losses and get out of there. Fuck yeah! All right, Parody what else? Foundation ass. Sorry, I'm scooting over to get another hard seltzer. Oh, like, please do. Rolling off yeah. this chair. I'm, I'm gonna scoot and get a seltzer. <laughs> I, I was I came prepared. I had this one sitting oh, on my desk. My headphones cable is too short. Hold on. <laughs> it's a disaster. Fastest seltzer opener in the West, folks. You're in the Central. You're not in the West. In the Midwest. <laughs> you read the last one, right? Show did. Okay. Okay. My brain is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. My partner and I have been together for years, and after building a respectable sex toy collection, we're staring down the barrel of purchasing a Sibian. But the snag is, we don't know anyone who has any experience with these things, which seems necessary when they cost as much as a gaming PC. Mm. Do they even work if you're someone who predominantly comes from clit stimulation? Can one go back to the simple pleasures of a Hitachi? If none of y'all are familiar with them, how do you figure out a good way to meet folks who are? Sibian questions. I have... Uh, no experience with a Sibian. I have always been poor. Uh, I have always invested pretty heavily in sex toys whenever I had the extra money laying around, but never to the tune of like fucking two grand. Goddamn. That's how much they're. Yeah, for. they're like 2400 bucks oh, for shit. one. Shit. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't either. And I feel like I'm like in the based on what I know about sex toys, I feel like I am pretty easy to please like i don't need i don't need anything that costs a lot of money i don't need anything with like a big motor in it or anything like personally so like i've just because i don't have money have never really explored that because it seems like it would be way too intense for me you don't need Um, any sex toys with a pull start you know yeah exactly (laughs) like even a hitachi is like too much for me like that's like it's it's intense which is great it's sort of like having like a low weed or alcohol tolerance where it's just like i'm a cheap date like Whatever the like $30 one is on Amazon is like, perfect, great, gonna do the job. Um, So I don't have any personal advice, but I I have to imagine there are forums. Like, there's There's gotta gotta be a community. And I bet they are an awesome community. Like, I bet they are really cool people who are uh, posting online about their experiences with Sibians. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat where I I haven't, I haven't even encountered one. I haven't had a partner who's who's had one around or something, because I mean, you're right. It's 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 like buying a motorcycle or some shit. Like, yeah, this you need, like ruining proper... your house for it. Yeah, like, it's right. you need a spot to keep it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have not lived uh, anywhere that that I could have a little Sibian room. <laughs> any, yeah, any room you put a Sibian in becomes the Sibian room. It becomes <laughs> the room <laughs> where true. the Sibian is. Uh, I will say that I have seen, we'll call it documentary footage of the use of a Sibian. <laughs> same, same. Ooh. Oh, child. I, it's, they were, it's my understanding. So, okay, the vibrator was originally developed by a doctor in, like, the early 1900s who was like, hysteria is a fucking problem. These women are, like, going nuts over here, and I think it's because they can't come. I'm going to figure out how to make him come. So he goes, their uterus Boom. is wandering around. Exactly. You got to bring it back. Yeah. Exactly. He goes, we're going to recenter the uterus by making these women nuts. So fucking hard. <laughs> but he builds this machine and starts, uh, fucking having women over and giving them therapy, fucking orgasm therapy. Uh, the Sibian is a refinement of that. It was also developed by a medical doctors. My understanding. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like, the fuck it's a super vibrator so i think if say she's into clitoral stimulation i think this is gonna fucking do it because it's yeah. they're 
there are different pads, like different attachments you put on the, uh, we'll say the interface <laughs> uh, that are either they're, you know, they're phallic or they're like just ridged or whatever. So it's like yeah. highly customizable. You would hope so for a $2,400 fucking piece of equipment. You'd hope you'd be able to customize it a little bit. Um, so yeah, definitely look up forums, definitely get some more information. Uh, but it sounds like if she's into getting a little fucking wild, it might be a decent investment. Yeah, it's from my understanding of it is like the main thing it does is clitoral st- stimulation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like even the things that you put on it are not like that big. They're like yeah. two or three inches sort of about that area. So yeah. like it does seem like if that's what you're into, you're probably going to get your money's worth. But uh, yeah, I, I bet there are places on the Internet that are more extensive than like an Amazon review page and also less um designed to titillate than like the comments of a Pornhub video. Like I'm sure, sure there is some consumer right. geared place to, to discuss these things. I was searching to just now to try to see if there was a subreddit or anything for it, but it looks like the main Sibian one is just kind of porn adjacent Sibian mm-hmm. stuff. But I did find this uh, multiple posts and ask women, like multiple people asking a similar question. And uh, somebody responded specifically with uh, to this person asking about it. Does she already have a Hitachi wand? If not, get that first. If it's her favorite toy and the price tag is within your range, then get it. So yeah. it sounds like that's kind of your situation. It, yeah. it, it sounds like it'd be a similar experience to the Hitachi. Like that makes sense to me because my understanding is exactly what you were saying, Kath. It's like a there's attachments, but it's not, it's less about having like a big penetrative uh, attachment to it, but more right. about like there's stuff around it and it's ridged and shit. And the whole thing vibrates like crazy. I'm, imagine, imagine it's going to do the the same kind of thing, but uh, you know, if five you get times one, as good. Please write back in. I yes. want to know yeah. how it goes. Yes. Cause yeah, like you said, I don't know anyone who owns one and I would love to hear what it is like to own one. If they seem pretty amazing if that if that's what you like straight up and if you get one uh call into the show uh, you can ride the sibian and we'll interview <laughs> you style yeah we'll that. <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> that's a new one <laughs> we'll do that segment we're gonna workshop it a little bit yeah we're all in for the sibian pick it up uh and then like you were saying at the end there a good way to beat folks just hunt around there's got to be something else on Reddit that's more like technical use or any like sex toy advice for anything like that, I think is, is your move. Yep. Or just order it right now. Message us <laughs> next week. Let us know how it is. <laughs> I wonder what the shipping on a fucking Sibian would be. That's a good question. <laughs> it does seem, I get why they're apprehensive though, because I doubt you can return it. Like that's yeah. kind of the problem. That's the fucking issue with sex toys. I have so well, let's say so many dildos that just the texture Didn't unacceptable. Don't yeah. do it. I will say, if you are not opposed to this, which it sounds like based on the rest of their sexual experience, they probably aren't. People who work at sex shops are super helpful. Like, oh yes, yeah. it's true. And and love when someone who isn't like being weird to them wants help. <laughs> like yeah, they're very sure. happy when. People who are just like nice come in to talk to them. So that might be a good place to start too. That's a super good point. I hadn't yeah. thought of. And they might have them in there. You could like look at the See thing and kind of be like, yeah, yeah. is this, <laughs> this going to be an ordeal to roll out of the closet? <laughs> you know, will this even Ooh, fit in my home? on a fucking roller cart? Oh, right. <laughs> you get one of those. You remember in gym class where you'd have to scoot around on your butt and those little yeah. things? Get one of those. <laughs> vibrating, bouncing off the fucking walls, <laughs> trying to stop, and your finger gets run over by the tiny little wheels. Oh, fuck. That happened to me constantly. Me too. Hey, Donna. Right, what else we got? My wife is insisting that I prove myself to her by eating 50 eggs. Seems right. impossible to me, but I've heard you, but I've heard you think it would be easy? <laughs> Okay. Do you have any advice on how I could complete this unreasonable task? Donovan, do you think eating 50 eggs is easy? No, I can't no. imagine so. That's a lot of protein. I, 
I feel like this came up on YKS recently, and it has to be why this person. Because they said, I've heard you think it would be easy. And I was like, if I made, did I like black out? I was searching the the bank. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's got to be that. Uh, And I don't think it would be easy. If I did have any advice for how to do it, I feel like raw would be easier at that amount, which is (laughs) fucked. But like, a, a vat of raw eggs that you could just kind of whoa, 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 fucking 50 eggs sounds better than like 50 hard boiled eggs and you gotta lube each one up with some mayonnaise and slide it th- and even if it gets caught in your throat you gotta put more may- mayonnaise back there you'd be lubing up so many eggs you know I don't think you'd even complete that in a <laughs> you'd day be lubing up so many sleep. eggs you'd be a fucking Orochi master hey <laughs> So I mean, I was thinking about it like, okay, so an egg is 72, or trigger warning if you're sensitive to calorie talk, I'm about to talk about calories for a minute. Um, an egg is 72 calories. Um, a pound is supposedly 3,500 calories. So 50 eggs is a, a pound of eggs, but that doesn't seem right. Maybe it's just 3,500 calories of fat is a pound of fat. I don't know. Mm. All I know is... It would be about 3,600 calories to eat 50 eggs. So it's gross, but that is a doable amount of food, yeah. I think, for most yeah. people. Like, I've eaten 3,500 calories in a meal. I've absolutely. Like, it's not a comfortable amount of food for a lot of people, but like, it's not – 50 eggs is not like a truly vast – amount of you ain't gotta be joey chestnut to do it exactly i think you could probably scramble a 50 egg omelet and like you would not be happy about (laughs) it but you could eat it now i want a 50 egg omelet (laughs) (laughs) a little cheese on it how big of a pan do you have for this stuff (laughs) cook it in a wok cook a 50 egg omelet in a a wok wok. you just get a half sphere of omelet. <laughs> you get two of them. You could glue them together yeah. with some I'm eggs in the middle. It's like a pizza plate. It's like a pizza stone with egg on it. That's. It's like four inches thick. <laughs> yeah, it's a deep dish. It's horrible, really. I'm just like texture and egg flavor or oh, both yeah. elements here because 50 egg omelet of straight, plain ass egg. eggs. Jesus Christ. I get sick after like, after three, I'm like, ah, I love eggs. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm probably good at this point. Think about the sodium content you would have to have to make that much egg palatable. Right. Yeah. That would, I think, kind of be your issue is like those kinds of other things that you have to do to, to make it good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also thinking, cause I like, it. I like to make like those, like ja- the Japanese, like rolled omelets where you like, yeah. they're like the little square. Like, I have a little square pan to make them. So I'm just imagining that, like, you put in a bunch of soy sauce to, like, give it some seasoning. Mm-hmm. And then you just roll it and you have, like, like a San Francisco mission-style burrito that's just solid <laughs> egg. fucking tobago. All the way through. And, uh, yeah, that's gross. I guess that's what I'm saying. I always skip so that you can get a lot of sushi places, have the fucking tamago sushi. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a little slice of, like, scrambled egg on it i always skip it i always look at it and think about it and then i skip it Damn. i mean if you're going for sushi it's kind of a waste of money i think right one of them it's like three bucks egg. for one of those and you're like yeah eh. 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 i got 50 of these at home <laughs> Get around this later. uh my advice is don't do it yeah but if you have to pepper soy sauce salt like something light you can't be adding other foods into this maybe spinach because that's like roughage sure that kind Mm, of that might help help it it. on the way out yeah yeah because you're gonna need help on the way out you're gonna need some fucking help my friend (laughs) or just blend it all up fucking rocky style just chugging that also like i don't know what the time limit is you could have like a hydro flask full of eggs that you're carrying around with you throughout the day and you're just taking sips off of it <laughs> i don't think that would count yeah i don't know i the raw up really upsets me like i just feel like that would be bad in your stomach <laughs> but i do think it might be easier going down but then once they're down i don't know if they're staying down yeah. Is, is and it- isn't it so like they say that raw egg is bad for you because it could have whatever the fucking bacteria Saskatchewan. Or, 
It could have yeah. Saskatchewan in it. So don't like your odds of encountering an egg just True. full of the Western province <laughs> increases exponentially. If you're rolling the dice this many good 50 point. damn times, that is a good point too. Don't do the eggs. That's that's where we're yeah. standing with this. Yeah. Okay, we, we do have one more in here that is not eggs. Uh, <laughs> we do but. have some more confusion with last uh, last week's episode because this person has addressed Jesse and Donovan. I'm not. I'm just not here. No, Arthur. This is from four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> this episode came out at the beginning of July. Did, he, did they think Jesse was the other co-host and you were the guest and we just <laughs> mixed it up? That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe that's just how they write Arthur. Hey, Arthur and Donovan, I listened to your show for the first time recently, and I'm hoping you could help me with this. I live in a one-bed apartment above a couple in their 50s. To add a bit of whimsy to my day, I had a bird feeder on my balcony. But one day, my downstairs neighbors came up at me, and they yelled at me for getting bird shit on their grass and making a racket with quote-unquote my birds. They demanded I take down my bird feeder, which I did for a while, but now I realize they're being jerks. How do I reach out to them and reach a compromise? No justice, no peace. Get ducks. <laughs> Just have a little quack and army down there yeah. instead. <laughs> Send the ducks down to talk to them. No, you didn't like tweeting. How about a bill that's flat and wide and a, and a different sound effect? How about that? That's a good solution. Yeah, Kath, what I, are you gonna birds? I mean, I I gotta know like what the layout of this place is. Like it's we it's how it, I how many birds are shitting on this grass where it's like a thing that there's bird shit on this grass, <laughs> right? And like who's grass? I just this is this is weird to me. I what I do think bird? these people are being weird. Um. But also, like, I don't know. I've lived in an apartment building where someone has had wind chimes, and I haven't been happy about that. So yeah. I can kind of understand if the birds are, like, real fucking loud. Uh, that where my parents live, the bird, for whatever reason, I, I don't know if this is, like, a climate change problem or whatever. And I don't remember this from my childhood, but I just went back recently to visit them. And the birds start... I don't, chirping does not describe the volume Accurately. They're screaming. They're screaming and they are screaming starting at 3 30 in the morning. Oh and it is still dark. I don't know what cues they are getting that that is the right time to start screaming. Um but depending on where you live, I just like I could possibly sympathize with this couple depending on the circumstances. Um but I also feel like you can't you can't cage in the birds, man. That's nature. They're out there. Befriend a murder of crows. Yeah. And have them descend upon. Have them do your bidding. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Leave Just little trinkets out for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so win them over. I see what you're saying. The yeah. birds are bringing gifts now, and now they come around on them. Yes. They should do, um, have you guys heard about that crow vending machine? I think this was in Chicago, actually. Ooh. Do you hear about this? Somebody set up a, because crows are really smart, right? And And so this guy set up a crow vending machine where if they put coins in bird feed would come out wow. and this guy it was making money because crows would pick up shiny shit and put it in the machine to get food and uh, from like all over his neighborhood yeah. so set up one of these make yeah. some money and annoy your neighbor but here yeah. we go <laughs> donovan you have to if this is in chicago you have to find it and report on it i'm gonna go buy some seeds <laughs> yeah this is a business opportunity for you you gotta do this um I'm, i want to visit the machine and get some seeds for myself is what i'm saying <laughs> it's a nice thing to, it's always soda i don't always want soda sometimes i want some some millet Give me you know? some feed. I want some feed. That's what I want. Any kind of feed. Donovan feed. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I, I, I feel what you're saying, Kath. I might, it might be a parent's house thing because I have a similar thing at my parents where birds are just fucking screaming outside, starting in like the middle of the 
early, early morning, like middle of the night, fucking probably about three, two. And uh, it drives me, it drives me nuts. Like if you can't sleep and one of those is right outside the window yelling, I do get it. it it's very irritating. It is uh, so crazy to me. Cause like, so my parents live in Concord, New Hampshire, which is like, it's a town of like 40,000 people, 50,000 people. It's, it's big for New England, but not like a city or anything. And they live in like a suburb where the houses are probably, I don't know, a hundred feet apart. Like we have a yard, but it's, they're not like far away. And it is, it is louder there than my house in the city. Like, wow. cause there's kids running yeah. around all the time. Worst being kind loud. Of bird. <laughs> One of the worst kinds of birds. And then also, and this, I really enjoy, um, they're the people, the guy who moved into the house behind them is a metal drummer. And he practices <laughs> all the time. And I'm just like, this guy is making this suburb so cool. And it he's pretty good. I was like pretty into it the last one. Oh, he's yeah. like a yeah, he's like a stoner metal kind of like drone. Yeah. I was it was good. I was like, I'm I wonder if my parents are gonna come around on this, because I I'm a fan. That rules. <laughs> Go back next time and they're and they're listening to fucking death or something yeah i think that's in that wheelhouse i, don't I gotta know i'll i'll email forward them just like flack files of of dope throne and see what they think yeah. i'll probably be into it they're like they're like uh trying to be cosmopolitan so they're like no it's interesting it's nice yeah. to have new neighbors like they're giving it a shot <laughs> uh uh okay with the with the bird feeder i guess i guess like uh, half of me empathizes because I I love birds. I'm a bird appreciator. On the other hand, I'm also a sleep appreciator, and I hate birds that yell at me when I'm trying to sleep. Maybe it's a lot louder down there. You know, maybe they're getting into the seeds fall down, and then like raccoons and shit are showing up. I don't know. So I kind of get it. Maybe get a smaller bird feeder. Maybe see if you can adjust the placement. But talking to them, I'd just be like, hey, were they like chirping and keeping you up and stuff? I get that. What about like a hummingbird feeder? They're cool. Ooh. They don't make a whole lot of noise, I think. Oh, yes. I was also thinking, like, maybe get one, hang one in a way where you can, like, take it down. Like, oh. I don't know if that's too much work, but, like, just taking it down at night so it's not in the middle, like, in the early morning yeah. or something. Right. Birds will get on a schedule, too. That's true. Because they're smart as fuck. And if and you start cool. putting it out at the same time every day, then you get, like, a fucking swarm. That would be fun. Then you get, like, Snow White shit. And yeah. they're like, oh, that sounds good. Plus, you can stop them from waking up at 3.30 in the fucking morning. You can get them waking up at like 9. Yeah. 10. Birds yeah, roll out of the nest. Cool. <laughs> birds roll out of the nest. <laughs> make those fucking birds cool. All right. We're 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 coming up on the end here. But before we do, Kath, have, have we found a moral of this episode? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like. Uh, I don't really want to lead with the Sibian talk. I feel like that's yeah, too yeah. much <laughs> for a first date. Um, what else do we talk about? I guess the political thing might be good because I can sort of suss out like what your deal is, you know, like what's important to you. Does this matter to you? That might That might be a good one to talk about. Or the 50 eggs, perhaps. Or the 50 eggs. That's all. Honestly, I will probably lead with the 50 eggs. <laughs> I feel like that, that is an important thing to know about someone. Demand that he thing. eat 50 eggs. Or yeah, first things yeah. first. That is something we didn't address in that letter, is it started with, to prove myself to my yeah. wife. <laughs> that, feels, that feels like the sort of energy that Jesse Farrar brought to the program is these guys coming in saying, like, my wife... Does not believe in me. Like the the fucking driving where his wife called him a pussy ass. Multiple wife uh, conundrums coming in is when we asked Jesse to post the link. I think you were right. Uh, Okay, we have our moral. We appreciate that. Kath, do you have anything coming up and where can folks find your shows? Yeah, um, I have a What a Time to Be Alive live show, our first post-COVID live show. I think it's actually going to be our first in-person podcasting um, since pre-COVID, so it should be really fun. Uh, Our guest is Josh Gondelman from Jesus Amaro and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. He's the best. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, So, yeah, that, if you're in the New York City area, is at uh, Caveat NYC in Manhattan, August 5th, 7 p.m. Um, but we're also doing uh, live stream tickets for that. So wherever you are, if you'd like to watch the show live, 
Um, you can get tickets. If you go to What A Time Pod on Twitter, it's our pinned link. Um, how to get tickets. It's uh, eight bucks live stream, 15 bucks if you're coming in person. Got to be vaccinated if you're coming in person and it's 21 plus. Um, but yeah, it should be really fun. And uh, I also do stand up all the time around the New York City area. So um, follow me on Twitter at Kath Barbadoro if you would like to know when I'm doing that. So yeah, thank you. Hell yeah. Well, thank yes. you again for coming on. It's been yes, great. Yes, please. Thank you so much. This is so much fun. Guess who else has a plug? Me. I have hey. a plug. Uh, I appeared the other morning on uh, Good Morning Comrade Radio on Twitch with a friend of the show, Jeff Berwa. Uh We had a really good time. We talked about pickup artists. We talked about it video games. Great. We did the whole thing. <laughs> Fucking great show. Go catch me over there. Uh, let's see. Let's let's start doing Twitter handles because that's we'll pick up a couple more followers that way. I am at RFTB Arthur. You can follow us at RFTB Pod, and Donovan is RFTB Dono. What a theme! Follow us on Twitter. It's like a it's like a clan tag in a game. It really is. I like that. that. Yeah, you guys coordinated. That's good. Strong branding. I See? like it. We'll just get some brackets around it. Strong on Twitter. <laughs> on Instagram, I spelled out at Radio Free Topeg all the way, which is just too many things. It's Radio Free Topeg at gmail.com. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a mess. Uh, yeah, big thanks to Kath for coming on the program. Love you very much. We're going to get you one of these, as we Anytime. love to do. Thank you. Uh, I also want to thank the listener for uh, chilling with us and for waiting two weeks for this uh, for this one to come around. Uh, and uh, I'm going to do the thing that. I, yeah, the thing. Wait, wait! Oh we shit! We got to shout out people. Oh yeah! Fuck! Shout outs. Uh, let's start with uh, Patreon uh, subscriber at ten dollars a month. Barb, we love Barb. We Thanks, do Barb. love Barb. We got. My dad. We got spreadable fruit. We got daddy, our dear friend of the show, Dylan. And we have from episode 105, the yellow rose of Toteland, rich homie Clicklack Ryan. <laughs> Good times. If you want us to shout your name out, maybe give you a sound effect, patreon.com slash RFTB. $5 a month gets you a bonus episode every week. And uh, ten dollars, you get that, and also, and also the shout out. And who doesn't love a shout out? That's everyone what loves a shout out. Always everyone saying else, this. Everyone also loves when I remember how the show ends. Uh, our <laughs> intro song is the song "Hanging On" by the band Nowhere. You can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro song is the song "Stephanie" by the Hey Fellows. Uh, Instagram.com/slash the Hey Fellows or Spotify. Three words: the Hey Fellows. Now here's the part where I get right up on this microphone and I look at you. I look at you two in the video, and then I tell the listener, I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah.